This is your go-to podcast for the breaking news across the NFL. While breaking down how this might affect your fantasy team's success. Are you ready to be a champ? Then welcome to Fields of Fantasy. How's it going, everybody? It is your boy, Johnny B, and we are back here with a daily deep dive with Fields of Fantasy. We've done the AFC North, we've done the AFC East, and now we are moving over to the AFC West. And, of course, I have my friendly co-host, Nathan Dow, with me, as always. And you're getting spoiled today because you are getting a uh, third m- member of the Fields of Fantasy family, our DFS expert, Riku. Good to see you both. Good to see you too. Happy to have you back on. Um, I'm looking forward to the DFS season when we get back into it and it'll be us three that'll be going on it again this season. So that'll be good. And of course, today, the team that we're starting the AFC West with is... Raiders! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is the Las Vegas Raiders. And if you couldn't tell, Dowie is a Raiders fan. I'm sure most of you know out of our five listeners a week. But yeah, we are going to go on to the Raiders. And as always, we start at quarterback and Dowie. What's the stats? Where is big Jimmy G going? So before we get into the serious facts, I'm going to give you a nice little fact. As I know, Johnny B loves the facts. Jimmy G is QB1 in best-looking quarterbacks in the whole league for the last five years. Probably ever. Probably ever. Yeah, 80s when quarterbacks had moustaches and, you know, long hair and all sorts of things. Nothing wrong with moustaches. But, uh, yeah, I think ever. He's probably up there ever, best-looking. There's rumours when I go to Vegas in December, me and Jimmy G are going to be the tag team mothers and daughters love. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get on with some proper. Are you having the mother or the daughter? I'm not foresee. I let him have what he likes. <laughs> you probably have to, to be fair. Yeah. So you, you well, are going to get second choice in that situation. So we'll get to the proper stats. Jimmy G, QB 29, ADP 194. He averaged 16.7 game, uh, 16.7 points in the 12 games he played last season. He got 67% of his passing completion last season. Um, I think he's a very underrated passer and he's in a high-scoring offense. So I think at QB 29, he could be great value for a QB 2. I think that's a bit of a stretch for me. I I think I put him in the same range as, say, uh, Tannehill, Jordan Love, Carr. And the reason is, well... There's a few ways of looking at it. If you think Derek, if you think uh, Devontae Adams is going to have a great season, then Jimmy G needs to have a good season. Um, but I think a lot of his point scoring is those yards after reception. Like he's not going to throw you many deep balls. It's going to be pretty accurate. They're going to be high scoring. But I just don't see him having a great ceiling. I think he's got a good floor and he's a solid 14, 15 points a game. And the team can play well with him as a QB. And he's probably better in real-life football than he is in fantasy. So, for me, he's not going to be a big improvement on Carl last season, at least in terms of fantasy value. Johnny B? I I think he's more valuable than QB 29. He's he's definitely 29th worst quarterback in the league. And I would argue that his ceiling is probably higher than 
some of the quarterbacks that are ahead of him. For me, it's just I would prefer to have two better quarterbacks by the time Jimmy G comes along, which is generally going to be right at the end of the draft or um, by the time he'll, you know, the draft's finished, he won't be drafted and he'll be on waivers, which I'm seeing quite a lot. And I think that's probably where he belongs. But I think there's some stigma probably around the Raiders as well. And hence why most of the, you know, value at the Raiders is literally just seen in Adams and Jacobs. And that's pretty much it. See, I just like it in the offence that you look at it. He's got Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs. That's a good offence. Josh McDaniels is an offensive masterclass sometimes. And uh, Josh, you got to think Jimmy G knows that offence as well. He spent probably four or five years learning that. So even though I would say Derek Carr is a more talented quarterback, I think Jimmy G fits that scheme more. So I think getting Jimmy G in as a quarterback too for me, He's going to be one of them you can plug him in in certain matchups. Are you going to draft him, though? I think that's the big question. You you are. I I just don't think I am. So, would you draft him ahead of Stafford? So, both have poor offensive lines, uh, teams that have to score a lot of points to win, good number one receivers. Who do you draft? Stafford, and both are relatively injury-prone. So, Stafford or Jimmy G? Stafford. Stafford. I see. I like Jimmy G this year just because Rams have got Cup, Raiders have got Jimmy G. Jacoby Moore is very good wide receiver too. Hunter Renfro, very good wide receiver for it. I don't I, think I, the Raiders' O line is as bad as people But I think if Stafford's fit, he's a better quarterback yeah. than. He, he is, but I, I prefer the Raiders' offense, and I think we'll score more points. Okay. Okay. So we'll go against you on the GMG front, I think. <laughs> okay. Should we go with right, uh, Josh to- Jacobs? Yeah. Running back, RB10 on the board, ADP22. Now, I think he's better than RB10, but I guess the contract issues are troubling people. I'm expecting him to play. I think there'll be a deal sorted. He finished RB3 in PPR last year. He had 1,653 yards, 12 touchdowns. For me, there's no competition. I don't think the Raiders actually like Zamir White. We've brought no one else in. He gets all the goal line work and he'll get all the volume. So for me, at RB10, I think he's better than that. Who are you picking ahead of him then if it's RB, if you're picking, putting him higher than 10? Well, you've got Bijan, Barkley, Pollard, Chubb, Henry, Taylor, then maybe Jacobs, Gibbs. I'd say Jacobs, Gibbs, Ramondre, Brees Hall, probably in the same tier. Yeah, I, th- I think his value is about right. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I don't think I'm drafting anybody that's probably above him. Um, before I'm not. I'm not going to pick him to go go any. Uh, I'm not going to pick him ahead of any of the guys above him at the moment. I don't think. What, but why? He was RB, He was RB three in PPR. I think he was I RB think, uh, one. In I think he had why? a ceiling. So if you're going to project the future, he had a really ceiling year last year. He had so many snaps. Like no running back had more snaps than him. I think they're going to have to use Amir White more and others. Otherwise, he's going to get injured. So I actually think he might be more efficient uh, if he doesn't play as many snaps, but he'll still but he'll still have a really high volume. I think he's been drafted around right. I think anything between RB9 to 12, I think that's fair enough for Josh Jacobs. I'm going to say, I'm going to say think... and bite you two on this one. You'll regret this at the end of the yeah. 
the thing, thing is, though, I think a lot of the running backs ahead of him, if they are fit, if if they are fit, you're picking them ahead of him. You're not gonna, you know, drop, um, you know, Barkley, Chubb, Taylor, or Henry for Josh Jacobs because if they are playing and they're fit, then their ceiling is way higher, I think, than Jacobs' ceiling. I, I disagree. The, the other thing I'd say, my final point on uh, him is that traditionally McDaniels and the New England uh, sort of tree of coaching don't like commit. They like committees. They don't like workhorse backs. So I think last year it was more a case of necessity. They had so many snaps. So I think his snap rate's going to drop down, and they're going to play more Zamir White, and they've got all these other bodies in camp. So yeah. if he loses any of that passing work his ceiling gets docked, then I don't think they're going to have him three downs paying, playing 90% of the snaps because that's just not sustainable in the model of NFL. And particularly with the offensive line, it just doesn't make sense. So I actually, last season, our um, O-line for pass protection was actually very good. I think it was a top 10 pass protection um, O-line. Another year together, so that could be improving as well. Uh, we've got Zamir White, RB60, ADP199. Any interest in that? Anyone taking the gamble? No, no, probably not. I might, you know, I might consider him if I've got five running backs or four, you know, five running backs as the fifth running back because if you think in the later rounds, you pick him and if there's anything happened to Jacobs or there's any sort of holdout, his value just goes up exponentially. So I think as a late round flyer, as long as Jacobs is holding out, he's no bad player to pick in drafts because he can always drop him and pick up an equally, you know, similar quality play on the way with wire. So I'd say as a last pick, I don't think he's a bad shout. Yeah, I've took him in a few uh, deeper leagues and I, I am seeing him getting drafted a bit more now because I think uh, mm. the Josh Jacobs stuff. So, yeah, it's not a bad one. Should we? I admit- just, yeah, I just don't think... They're completely sure that he's going to be dead, hundred percent, definitely an RB two, and that's they've got a lot of bodies in, haven't they? Behind the two of them, behind Jacobs and Zamir White, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, one of the others becomes an RB two throughout the season, and I'd be quite interested to actually look at, um, you know, some of the other bodies there and whether or not they might become relevant throughout the season via the waiver wire, especially if. Uh, Jacobs doesn't get as much volume as he did the season before. Ami Abdullah season. Yeah, imagine that. That'd be good. Doing his karate kick at the end. <laughs> so Excellent. should we move to wide receivers? Yeah. yeah. Let's start with the man, Tay Adams. He's wide receiver A, ADP 16. Finished wide receiver 2 last season. Averaged 21 and a half points. Jimmy G was six in completions, which should allow Adams to get plenty of targets and yards after catch. So you do have that little upside with Tay Adams. Even though Jimmy G doesn't throw the ball as far, you will get them yards after catch with him. And we've seen wide receivers in the Dolphins, what success they had. So where's he going? Eight. Eight. So that'll be Lamb, Brown, Diggs, Hill, Cup, Chase, Jefferson ahead of him. No, Lamb, probably... Maybe, yeah. For me, he's for me. I think you've got Jefferson in his own tier. Then you've got Chase. Then you've got Cop Hill. Then Diggs, 
Adams, Brown, Lamb, you can all put them in the same tier and I'm on saying Brown because I think Adams definitely has proven that he has the highest upside out of all of those guys. Uh, he doesn't really have as much target competition and he mm -hmm. also plays in a dome, uh, which helps in the winter season. So we know in Buffalo, throwing the ball at winter can be difficult. So I think Adams just makes sense. I mean, he's the safest pick. But if you're going for a higher ceiling, it could be like Lamb breaks out or AJ Brown has a monster season. But Adams does get, you know, he has those 30 plus point games quite often. And, you don't, you know, you don't really see him being shut out in a game. Yeah, I think he's being underdrafted, to be honest, at eight. Yeah. If he's at eight as an average, I think he definitely is. He's had, what, top three last three seasons, I think. Yeah, yeah. he was a wide receiver. And, and do we really game. think that he's going to have that much of a drop because Jimmy G's him instead of Carr? No. I don't know. Carr, liked, Carr did like to throw the ball a bit, but I yeah. don't know. I it's He's probably got less competition than he had last year, I think. I mean, the other Waller's not there. Is, Although Waller the was injured natural, half the time. But yeah. The other natural thing is, if you look at the other wide receivers around there, Lamb, AJ Brown, Diggs, they all in teams that are predicted to do really well. So they're going to be running the ball more at a high yeah. clip in the second half. Whereas Adams is in, in a high scoring division. Chasing. You're going to have to throw the ball a lot in order for them to keep up and keep scoring. So I think Adams is definitely top of that pile. Yeah, for me, it's a no-brainer with yeah. Adams. You know, he's just, he proves it year in, year out. He is one of the best wide receivers in football. So, yeah, it's a definite value for me. We've got Jacoby Myers, wide receiver 50, ADP or 138. He's finished in the last two seasons between wide receiver 29-35. He's an art wide receiver three stroke four. Do any of you like him at the Raiders? Yes. Oh. I think Waller's gone. Who's going to get the volume that Waller would have had? That's question number one. Question number two is whether or you're not, you think your, your man, um, Maya, is going to get much volume from, from the start or Hooper or whatever out of the Waller volume. And I think he could be a good, useful weapon for Jimmy G in the slot. Jimmy G doesn't like to throw very far that generally as we've already said um so i think myers actually could get a decent amount of volume i mean your alternative is whether you think renfro could become relevant again out of the two of them but i really liked myers last year at the patriots he, he, he was very very good in the slot and actually was uh, a very convenient um flexibility to have off the bench and getting you consistent points and i think he could have a similar season this season um yeah, so that that's my reasoning for my, and I think he's he, he will perform better than wide receiver fifty four or fifty whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, I agree with those points. I think with the Raiders, uh, well, with the Patriots, he was very much uh, the safety blanket for Mac Jones, and he was the only wide receiver that could actually play football. You know, a lot of the other Probably. receivers they had. So he's a good real life player. I just worry that he doesn't have the upside needed. So I'd rather go for Isaiah Flowers, Elijah Moore, you know, um, even a Juju potentially than Myers, just because they might have more upside. Whereas if you need safety, you know, at the same range, but if you needed somebody that can get you those eight to 12 points a week, then he's your man. But I just think at that range, 
for me, that's sort of the drafting dead zone where I'd usually be taking running backs rather than trying yeah. to take these. Is, is, it, is it ADPs, what, in the early 130s, I think? 138. Yeah. Um, so 138. Really... So that, then, really, the wide receivers you're talking about there are Bateman, Sky Moore, Mooney, Tyler Boyd, Rishi Rice. Yeah. Well, I think Tyler Boyd is one injury away from being, you know, very relevant. And, you know, Sky Moore, again, I know you said about New England, the challenge there tends to be yeah. that it's hard to pick. But, you know, Sky Moore has a lot more upside. Bateman, again, that Ravens offense could be flying this year. So yeah. I don't think you're losing. I don't think you're winning a lot by taking him, but you might lose out on some of the other wide receivers if you want to go that way, that part of the draft. But I'm not mad about that part of the draft in terms of wide receivers. Yeah, I, I look at him. His ADP is probably all right. He's going to have a drop-off because obviously he was the number one wide receiver at the Patriots. I think he could be a better best ball target, if anything, because I think he could have them bigger weeks. Quite possibly. Um, yeah. But I think apart from that, he'll probably be a steady, consistent scorer. There's no upside there for me. So, yeah, I think he's about right, Myers. Now, let's go to Hunter Renfro. He's dropped off massive on last year. Wide receiver, 71. ADP, 211. The only one thing I'm going to say with Hunter Renfro, he's... Now, this is training hype, so we know not to believe everything. But Jimmy G has struck up a very good relationship with him so far. He's looking like the Renfro of two seasons ago. I, you know, at 211... That ADP is he's not getting drafted because that's what the 18th round, I think. So, I mean, if you are drafting him, you're drafting him instead of taking a defence or a kicker if you're in, in in a league with the defence or a kicker and taking a punt on him, aren't you? Hoping he gets any type of resemblance to his season, not last season, but the season before. And I can see him doing doing okay, doing well. And he's probably got... I think he's got the same ceiling as... Myers really because yeah. either of those could be the target Jimmy G wants to throw to. So your actual question is: are you going to pick Myers where he is, or are you going to pick Renfro as a late minute flyer? And if you are going to pick one of the two, you may as well wait until the end of the draft and just pick Myers, not Myers Renfro. Rico, any thoughts? I mean, we've seen him do it before, so yeah, I think he's not a bad pick, but I'm not. Not desperate to have him on my roster, but again, it you know, if he can at that pick, if he can provide you with 10 to 12 points a week, uh, much cheaper than Myers, so it makes sense. So I'd rather pick him rather than Myers. Very interesting. I'm a big Renfro guy, and then when you look at um, McDaniel's offense in the past, success the slot has had, you know, Edelman, he's very similar, Renfro is very similar to Edelman, who had a great career under McDaniel's, didn't he? So there could be a bit of high upside, I think, with Renfro. If you're lucky, you pick him and he gets traded. That's the jackpot, <laughs> right? You know, he ends up at the yeah. Bills and becomes Josh Allen's favourite target, the new Swole Beasley. So, yeah. I don't know that saying, Rico, Swole Beasley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he hates it. <laughs> but he'll be um, not so small because he's not that big, is he? Yeah. Should we go he's to about your height, end? isn't he, Gowie? Yeah. Should we go to tight end? Yeah. Yeah. So we got Michael Mayer. Uh, we moved up second round to draft him. For some experts, he was the number one tight end in the class. Now, I'll be honest, I don't like rookie tight ends in the first year. 
especially in fantasy. Um, it'll be interesting because he's a blocking tight end as well. So is he ever going to be that fantasy relevant? Is he just going to be a great all-round tight end? I have seen, I have watched a bit of tape. He reminds me a bit of Gronk, to be honest. Um, at his ADP of one sixty. I'm personally not touching him, uh, but he could be that tight end too. You draft with a bit of upside and get lucky. I think he's more going to be on the waiver wire. We know McDaniels loves the tight end zone. His only competition is Austin Hooper. He performs well in the red zone, but I don't see him being the guy. So, yeah, for me personally, Michael Mayer, I'm not drafting. Yeah, I'm the same, I think. I think there's some tight ends with potential upside past him who I'd rather wait a couple of rounds for than take Tate Meyer. I think when you look at the Kasikis or the Conklins of the draft, and there's a few others in between as well, you know, if Zach Ertz is fit, I don't, you know, they may have Trey McBride, but if Zach Ertz is fit, they're going to play Zach Ertz because he, he did well last year in the Cardinals. Um, yeah, yeah, I just wouldn't pick him where he is. I think it's too high. No, I'd, I'd rather go for an Isaiah Likely, for example, who, if yeah. uh, anything happens to Andrews, he's instantly a top five tight end. And the thing about Hooper, and when you've got two tight ends like that, you just don't know what the roles are. Hooper can't really block that well. So, mm-hmm. you know, if he ends up becoming the chain mover, but doesn't, you know, and blocker, but doesn't actually get red zone touches. So the best you can hope for is that he gets five, six points, 30 yards and, you know, two catches or something. So I'd rather just go, you know, get a Hunter Henry, for example, or uh, Musgrave or whoever, even Jake Ferguson from the Cowboys, because they rolled up at more clearer. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Or Conklin, who's the most valuable yeah, tight exactly. end in the draft. Yeah, discussed in yeah previous episode about yeah. Conklin's a much clearer part. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Well, that is all of our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders. Hopefully it helps you massively in your draft success this season. And join us next time where we'll be talking about the Denver Broncos. Thanks very much for listening.